Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Noah. Back at it again with another podcast. Yo. That's what's happening today. It's Monday. So that means it's a podcast day, dude. Yo. I'm hyped about a few things. I'm hyped about what God is doing in this podcast. I'm hyped about so much. I got some more updates on the podcast. Yo, we got chairs. We got a whole setup. Let's go. I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. I'm excited because now I can have guests sit comfortably and have all of the stuff. Dude. Let's go. Another reason I'm pumped today is we start a new series. Y'all are going to get hyped for this, dude. I feel like I'm I'm a DJ or something right now. (laughs) We, Jesus Turned It Up, is starting a whole new series on, guess what? My favorite thing in the world, relationships. I love, I, I love talking about relationships. I love, I love talking about it. Um, it, it is pretty incredible. It is pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about it, dude. And I just want to give some shout outs because today, today on Jesus Turned It Up, we are talking about friendships. We are talking about how to have healthy friendships. We are talking about, I'm talking about uh, what it means to have healthy friendships. And can we have friends as non-Christians? What does it look like to have healthy, godly friends? What is it, what is it, can you have both? What does it look like to be vulnerable with friends? What does it mean to live in the world but not of the world? We're called to be different than friends. We're looking at friendships and all those things and what all those things mean and how all those things play out in our lives. And so, dude, right now in my life, I feel like I have some very solid friendships. I I feel like for the first time in a very long time, I have felt very secure in my uh, people that I'm close to and people that I feel that I'm like secure in and so I just want to give a few quick shout outs I should do shout outs more often honestly um shout out to Joe Gregory first of all uh thanks for pushing me working out thanks for laughing with me thanks for being a good friend uh we were friends in high school but now we're like good friends uh shout out to Blake Durbin uh, thank you for pushing me in my finances. Thank you for showing me what it means to be financially free. Uh, shout out to Samuel, Samuel Haldeman. Uh, we haven't hung out in a while, but dude, he's a solid one. He's a good guy. He's given me some really good wisdom. I love him. Deep friendship of mine. Um, shout out to my brother, Aaron With. Dude, what, what a legend. 
he stayed with us about a month ago. And he is one of my best friends. He's one of my favorite people on earth. He's amazing. He just did two marathons in two weeks. Bro's insane. And has got me on this wild journey of of running a half marathon. And then last but certainly not least is Will Johnson. I met, he was my best man at my wedding. Um, Just super good guy, super good wife, like just so incredible. He has wisdom beyond years. And so shout out, oh, 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 I forgot one that's super important that I want to talk about. Like I want to have him on the podcast actually. And talk about friendships and talk about what it means to um, have healthy friendships because we were not healthy at one point, but now we are. Jacob Wilcox, he has been a person in my life that has kept me accountable and done amazing things. Just incredible dude, lives in Arkansas with his wife. Um, but dude, just shout out to my godly friends today. Shout out to... The people that have pushed me beyond words, people that have had my backs, um, and certainly not least, this is the last shout out of the day, but she is my all-time best friend. See, like I have guy friends that are my my guy best friends, but my all-time best friend is my wife. She is incredible. She makes me a better man. Than I, she's better than I deserve. Incredible, incredible person. Um, tells me truth when I need to hear it and when I don't need to hear it. Um, shows me Jesus every day. So shout out to all my friends that I feel incredibly close to. Um, well, I mean, we could argue our spouse is your best friend. I think your spouse should be your best friend, hands down. Sorry, Joe. But. Like, I think your spouse should be your best friend because they're the person that you're around the most and that you're doing life with. Anyways, those are the people that have had my backs uh, privately and publicly and, and just continue to bless me on the daily and on the weekly. And so I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Um, shout out. Um, I Like... I probably don't say it enough, but thank you for being a good friend. Thank you for being a godly person. Thank you for just pushing me and and being a good influence in my life. With that, let's get started. That was just the intro to my intro to my intro. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm kind of like in this place where I have good godly friendships and like I feel like I have friendships to people that don't know Jesus because I think it's important to have good godly friendships that build you up and that strengthen you and that keep you accountable and that push you to work out at 5 a.m. and push you to do all of these things. But like on the flip side of that, I think in Christian cultures a lot, in church culture and in churches and, and all of these things like we get very comfortable with those Christian people, and that's all that we have in our life. 
And so this is a challenge for my Christians and non-Christians. If all of your friends, because, right, like, your friends shape, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Like, if you don't have good friends, it's not that you won't have a good future, but your friends highly influence you. And so there's two different things. Like, there's there's believer friends and then there's non-believer friends. And, and they look very differently. Like, how I am friends with a non-believer for me looks different than me being friends with a believer that will strengthen me in my walk with God. Having a non-believer, they don't know Jesus. They don't know the light. They don't know where they're necessarily going. They're walking in darkness. They're 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 away from Jesus and and that's an okay place to be but it's not okay to just have all christian friends because the people in your life that need the people in your life that need you the most maybe not need you the most but the closest people to you will shape you and if you're a Christian and you have all non-believing friends and you don't have people lifting you up and you and like you're probably getting dragged down. And I would say when it comes to my non-Christian friends, I have boundaries. They respect me. They they have a respect for me because I I I think it's important to be friends with them, but I think it's important to say no to them because you can be friends with somebody and say no I think that's important um, having godly friends is, is a blessing and I don't I don't think you're called to be best friends with everyone I don't I don't think you are because if you're best friends with everyone you're not like creating levels of intimacy you're not you're not being intentional with them like if you're best friends with everyone then you you're friends with no one. Um, I would say healthy, healthy, godly friendships. Let's talk about healthy, godly friendships. Because we're already kind of talking about that. Healthy, godly friendships look like building each other up. It looks like asking for prayer. It looks like keeping each other accountable. Like, it looks like calling each other to a better standard. It looks like you know what like it looks like laughing and spending time together for sure but on a like on a deeper level of friendship if you're not comfortable enough to call each other out if you're not comfortable enough to hold each other to a higher standard if you're not comfortable enough to be their friend and to be there then maybe it's not the most healthiest godly relationship or i've had friends that it's kind of felt one-sided. It's felt like a transaction. It's felt like, uh, oh, it's felt like a debit card swipe. Like you just swipe it and you're just giving, giving, giving. Well, no, like a, a, a friend is both and. You give and you take. You don't just take. If you're just constantly taking in a relationship, you're not. That's actually very, very selfish, and that's actually very, very prideful. 
Um, being in a godly friendship looks like I can, there's trust there. There's, there's a relationship, there's time, there's effort being built in. Like, how do you, let me ask you this. How do you, how do you become friends with somebody? Like, you get to choose your friends. You, you get a friend by spending time together, by building things, by asking them questions, by being interested in what they're interested in, by, by saying things that, that matter, and, and by, by being there for them when it's tough and when it's not. Like, even in the, in the mundane things, like, I'm sure in the Bible, um, I'm sure that when Jesus was hanging out with John, like, I'm sure there was just ordinary things that they had to do and that they were doing, and it, it's just doing life with them. It's it's spending time together, and it's building trust, and it's building intimacy. Can, can I just say, like, for men, it is it, it has taken me a while to become friends with people because I feel like as men, and this is no diss to women. Women are just naturally, like, talkers, and, and, and they can do more. But men, it's harder for us to just sit down and have coffee. And so what I've found with men, like my friendships with men, is is you, you can be friends for sure. But like typically men like to do stuff. Like we like to work out or we like to, you know, shoot guns or we like to go out and do stuff. We don't just like to sit around and talk. I don't know very many men that just like to sit around and talk. And that's not to be sexist. That's just something that's like helped me out is like in becoming friends with 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 people, men like to do stuff. And, and that's our connection point. We like to like get out and do stuff. We like to play pool or go hunting or, or whatever it is. And so that's how I've like connected with men. Um, with women – Friendships with me, I'll say healthy relationships, healthy friendships with women have looked differently. Like, obviously, I'm a married man and I'm like, there's boundaries that I have and, and there's things that like, I'm never going to be alone with a woman, like, I, and unless it's my wife. And like, there's things that I do to protect myself. Um, but I think it's okay to be friends with other women as long as you have accountability and every time that I have like I'm talking to a woman unless it's work like I have my wife there and I have you know we're good friends as a couple and so I feel comfortable enough to talk to them and and I uh, the Lord is working on my heart to like break down those barriers but also like as a married man and we'll get into this more as we go along the series like there's just things that I do now that I, I didn't do before. And that's just to protect myself. That's to protect my wife. Um, like, I will never just go up and hug a random woman. That's weird to me. Um, I will never have a woman alone at my house unless my wife is there. I will never, like, have... Mm, I'll never be one-on-one. -on -one, like, I'll never... I'll never ask a girl to coffee unless my wife is there. Like, there's just boundaries that I have. But that's not to say that I can't be friends with women. Like, I think it's healthy to be friends with women, but 
you have to have boundaries in place if you're married or in a uh, romantic relationship. Sorry, my words are like all over the place, but I have very good relationships with women because my wife is there and, and I'm protective of that and, and I want to honor her and respect her and um, I think that's important in a marriage relationship to have healthy relationships outside of marriage and outside of a romantic relationship. Like the one thing that I didn't do well and, and we'll get into this as we go along, but the one thing I didn't do well when I was dating my wife is, man, I, I, I neglected my friendships. I neglected the time that I had with my friends because I wanted to spend it with my wife. And I told myself for years and years and years that I would never do that. And so publicly, if we haven't had a conversation, my door is open. I'm sorry for hurting you in that season of engagement, dating. Like, I, I'm deeply sorry for that. And so I would say to have healthy relationships, like, uh, for romantic relationships and friendships, like, there has to be a balance. And, and I did not balance that well. I I. I did not do that well and I hurt a lot of people in the process honestly I hurt a ton of good hearted people that that trusted me and I hurt them and some of those relationships are, are repaired and good now and so so we've kind of like talked about what it means to be healthy and and what it like, let's talk about the opposite side. Let's talk about what an unhealthy relationship looks like. And I'm not even talking romantic. I'm talking just a basic basic level friendship. What does an unhealthy friendship look like? Uh, the first one I would say if they're taking advantage of you, that's unhealthy. On either side. If, if you're the one taking advantage of that friend, that's unhealthy. Um, you need boundaries put up. If it feels like a transaction and it just feels like you're the one giving or you're the one doing all of the work, you're the one constantly reaching out, you're the one, um, yeah, you're the one that's like constantly giving in the relationship, I would say that's unhealthy. Um, I would say an unhealthy friendship would be when you say you're friends but you never hang out it's not really friends um if you don't like hang around the person you say you're friends you're more like acquaintances and that that acquaintances are fine like again you're not called to be best friends with everyone i don't i don't believe that i don't think that's biblical i don't think like and i can show you evidence like jesus hung out with three three main people and then beyond that it was 12 12 main people that he did life with he did life with 12 he preached to the masses there's a difference you can do life with three people and preach to the masses anyways i would say an unhealthy friendship would look like uh just a lot of toxicness a lot of like not mutual respect um and and right, like I've I've experienced all of these. Like I've I've been the one that's been an unhealthy friend. I've been a one that's been like, yo, like I'm not being a good friend. I'm not being a good 
friend to this person. And I've had people call me out. I've had the good friends call me out or mentors call me out. And and that's an okay place to be too. Um, so we've talked about what it means to have healthy friendships. We talked about what it means to be unhealthy. Uh, typically when you're unhealthy in friendships, you're hurting. Typically in unhealthy friendships, you're um, trying to get approval. You're trying to get all these different things. You're trying to get something that's not actually there. The only thing that's going to fill you from that spot is Jesus. Um, so we're kind of on the godly train right now. And then I'll answer this question and then I'll kind of switch roles for a little bit. Can we have both? My answer to that is yes. My answer to that is I think you can have both and do it well. I think you can have healthy, godly relationships that build you up and that strengthen you and that encourage you. But I think as Christians, we are called to be friends to the non-Christians. I think we are called to love on people that are not Christians. Because if we are not, if all of our circles is just Christians, then we're not actually reaching the lost. And reaching the lost is fundamentally one of the greatest things to do and the hardest things to do as Christians. We are called to be Christian. We are called to be friends of sinners. We are not called to be sins of friends. Whoo-wee. We are called to be friends of sinners. And I think like we get that confused and like I think a lot of the times in my life I was scared to be friends with non-Christians because I thought they would judge me. And and if you're living for approval of your friends, then you're not living... Like, you're gonna... It's gonna catch up to you. And so, I would say, yeah, you can be friends with non-Christians. You can be friends with sinners. In fact, in fact, here's what I will say. Jesus hung out with his three and twelve... But beyond that, where was Jesus at? Like, let's talk about it. Where was Jesus at? Jesus was hanging out with prostitutes. Jesus was hanging out with, um, with, with people that were different, with people that had different backgrounds, with people that, that had different abilities and different strengths and, and, and different things. Jesus hung out with the outcasts. I think we need to hang out with people like that. Now, no, 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 no. Here's what Jesus didn't do. Jesus did not go up to the Samaritan woman and start and start having like relationships with other people. Jesus did not go to the blind man and say, I want to be blind with you. And I feel like a lot of the times when it comes to our friendships, we're a lot like we go up to this blind person, a person that's different, a person that's uh, a person that has different backgrounds and, and different things, and we expected them to change us, but that's not how it works when we're Christians. We are, we are supposed, our faith is supposed to make people question theirs. And I'm not saying to have all of these arguments about creation, all of that, but what I am saying is your life and the way that you live your life should be different than non-Christians. 
So when we talk about being friends with non-Christians, you can be friends with somebody and not be dragged down. We live in this world, not of this world. We are called to be holy and different than the non-believers. Jesus never said to not be friends with them. Jesus calls us to lost people and calls us to build relationships with lost people. But we cannot, we as Christians cannot be dragged down by non-believers. Anyways, I'm going to get off that soap for a second. And I'm going to talk about the non-believers of Christians, of friends. The non-believing side the people that don't know Jesus, the people that that don't have it all figured out, that don't know this who this Jesus guy is, I would say you need to hang out with you. You should try hanging out with Christians. And I would also say to the non-believers, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Let me talk. Let's let's talk about it for a second, because we have a culture that is drinking and in drugs and and in in an identity crisis. Because most of their friends are in that circle. Most of most of their friends are a bad influence or or saying nasty things or or gossiping about one another or or doing all these things that are inherently not good, but they feel good. Like like sin is fun. Oh, sin is so fun for a moment. And then and then there's shame and then there's guilt and like the reality of your friend group Christians and non-Christians is you're all hurting. I work at a high school and I see I see I see friends and and, and the reality of friends that are bad they're dragging you down with you because they think they're on top of the world when they're just hurting. And so, man, if you're listening and you're partying and and you're doing drugs and you're doing alcohol and you're not living a good, godly lifestyle, we love you. We're for you. I'm not against you. I'm so glad you're listening. I'm so glad that like you're listening to this, but man, if all of your friends are drinking and vaping and smoking weed and, and and that's all that you hang out with and that's all that you know, well, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to change your environment. Because maybe the environment that you're in, like... Like people want change and people don't want to be on this stuff. Well, maybe change your environment. And I and I think we get that mixed up. I think we get that mixed up with, oh, I just have to cancel them out of my life. No, 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 no. Please don't cancel anyone at any time because there is reconciliation. There is freedom. And there, there, there will become a time where you can separate the two and say, you know what? I can be friends and not get tempted. I can be friends and not be there. But right now, your friends are leading you to a place of temptation. Your friends are leading you to a place of devastation. Your friends are leading you to a place down the road that, that you don't want to walk down. 
And so maybe this season of your life where you're trying to change and trying to chase after the things that God's called you to be and, and do it and say, maybe for a season you need to step away. Now, did the words cancel ever come out of my mouth? No. The words step away and hit the reset button. And maybe the reset button looks like you setting up boundaries. Maybe the reset button looks up like you inviting them to church one day. But maybe the reset for you is finding a new environment that you can thrive in instead of skip class and skip all of these things. Who are your friends? Who are you sitting next to? Because if all of your friends are smoking weed and, and doing alcohol and tempting you to do it, well, it's no wonder that you can't pass your class or it's no wonder that you can't show up on time to work. It's no wonder that you're in this place because of your friends. And I'm not, here's, here's also what I'm not saying. Please hear me loud and clear. I'm not saying that those friends make you do things, but, but friends pressure you into things that aren't good for you and that lead you down a path that, that is destructive and painful to walk down. Who you sit next to matters. Who you surround yourself matters. Because it, if you're in high school or college age, like, even if you're an adult, your friends, your kids are going to see what your friends do. You, your peers are going to see what your friends do. Your, your parents are going to see what your friends do. Like, eventually it comes out. In some way, shape, or another. And so, like, you could be on either end of the spectrum tonight and that's okay but for the for the non-christians that listen to this podcast i want you to know that there are good godly people that want you in your life and you don't feel like you have to do a certain thing for them to become your friend you have to perform a certain way for them to become your friend. Or even you have to, like, put on a mask to be their friend. If you have to put on a mask, here's something that I've, I've really, really learned over the years of, of being friends with many different people. If I have to put on a mask to be someone's friend, I, I'm probably not. They probably don't want to be my friend. I'm just chasing after approval. If if I have to put on a mask so that somebody can be my friend, then why am I putting up a mask? Some of my most truest friendships is because of authenticity. Some of my most truest friendships have have come because we've been real with each other. And it's not this like fancy thing, like it's because I've been real and I can trust and they they trust me. Like iron sharpens iron. It doesn't dull the iron. And so maybe you're in a place of partying. Maybe you're in a place of, hey, I, you know what? 
maybe I need some more godly friends. Maybe I'm in a place where my friends are peer pressuring me. Whatever stage you're at. But but maybe the switch is going to be you choosing good people. You choosing people. Because cause we get to choose who we hang out with. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going I'm to say that again because I feel like that's powerful. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is breathing on that. Like, we get to choose who we hang out with. And so if I want to hang out with drug dealers all the time, I... I I mean, I, I can find it somewhere. If I want to hang out with people that are not like me and that are different than me, then I can choose that. If I want to hang out with people that are racially different than me, then I can choose that. Like, I can choose that. Like, being friends with somebody is a choice. Being friends with somebody is a choice. So, like, if you're in this place of, like, oh, well, maybe I need to choose new friends and better influences, then do it. And, and I'm not saying neglect, like, those friendships forever. I'm saying there's a time and a place where you can come back to it and say, yo, man, like, when you start, like, when your life starts to shift in Jesus, like, your friendships change because your desires change and you don't want that stuff. And your friends, like, if they're good friends, they will respect you for it. And if they're not going to respect you for it, then, like, be friends with them, but... Be friends with them from a distance. And and maybe you're like me for the longest time, like where where you feel like you have a lot of non Christian friends. And you feel like you're pouring out and you feel like you're you're not really like having an equal balance of friendship. Like I felt like that for the longest time, for the longest season in my life. And it, it was very lonely. Like you ever feel like you walk you can walk into a room and you know a lot of people but you don't feel close to a lot of people. It's very, very lonely. It's very, very lonely because you feel like you're surrounded by all these people, but you don't know anybody, and no one knows you. Dude, that was a lot of my life, actually. Like, in high school, I knew a lot of people. I knew a lot of people, but, I, man, I want my friendships to go deep. For the first time in my life, I feel like they're deep. And, and to get deep in authentic relationships, it takes work. It takes work on both ends. It, it's not it's not easy. To be deep and authentic, it's not always easy. That's why I say, like, it, it, if you want a deep and authentic relationship with somebody, it's going to take work on both ends. No matter who it is, guy or girl. But I, I, I have an opinion about that that I'll share later. But I, I think we as a culture don't value friendships. Like, we don't. Like, we value more time on on Instagram and, and Facebook and, and things that are, are okay, but... Man, I feel like something that my grandparents did well is they always had friends around. They always had people in their life that they talked to and hung out with. And... and, and Here's here's my soapbox. They were so good at it. They were like, yeah, like, I've been friends with Billy for 65 years. Wait, what? We're friends with somebody for a year or two, and then they, you know, we, we don't keep in touch. Or whatever. Like, I, I think there's, so I think there's seasonal friends. I think there's friends for a season. 
where you know you're really close for a season and then you move on i think there's deeply rooted friends that are not seasonal friendships they they last for a very long time they last for years and years and years and what i saw my grandparents do is like i saw them have really deeply rooted relationships um my grandpa especially he had deeply rooted friendships where you know if you know somebody for 70 years that's a long time and he would still go on trips and you would still talk to them like even when he was like 85 years old like dude like I, I want that and I just feel like so much of our society now has lost the art of friendship has lost this art and this idea of friendship and and I think like there's God the father God the friend and I can't remember the other one but like we are created like we as Christians are not created to do life alone. And so I'll finish with a few things. I'll finish with one is like if you're in a place where you don't feel like you have godly friends, man, I know that season of life. And it is hard and it is lonely and it is it, it, it's almost like disappointing at times because you're like going to church and you, you like feel like you know these people and, and you're just like a mystery but can i tell you that you're not alone can i tell you that there's other godly people looking for other godly people and they just need an invitation to something they just need an invitation for coffee they just need an invitation for something and then for me it, it, if you know my story if you don't know my story i don't have time to share it today but go back and, and listen to some of the podcasts um, but for the longest of time, the reason my friendships weren't necessarily deep was because I had a lot of trust issues. I had a lot of trust issues with men. I had a ton of trust issues with men, honestly. And it, it was hard up until this year. God has broke down a lot of my walls and a lot of healing has happened. But I didn't trust men for the longest of time. I, I didn't. It, it was very, very hard for me because I was like, if I trust men, is this thing going to happen to me? Is is what happened in my past going to happen to me? And if you don't know, if you don't listen to this podcast, I say it every week, but man, I pray and I fast for this podcast because it matters to me. It's so important to me, but I, I just feel like there's been people that have been hurt badly by friendships and they just they just want to throw in the towel can i tell you friend can i tell you person can i tell you young person that if i would have thrown in the towel to my friendships i would not be to the place where i am and so can i tell you it's okay to open up it's okay to trust people they may not have known you they may they may have hurt you in the past but but can i tell you if, if, if we just like I feel like I've been using this analogy a lot. So, like, you go to McDonald's and you say it's bad. Does that mean you're going to stop going to McDonald's? No. Like, at some point, you're going to go back to that McDonald's. And it's the same thing with that friendship. Oh, that friendship was bad. That friendship had hurt. That that church had hurt. Like, no. That person was made a mistake. And that was awful. But one mistake does not define every other friendship in your life. Can I tell you that I allowed one thing, one, one thing in my entire life allowed me to dictate 
all of my other friendships, and I highly regret it to this day. So can I tell you if you've been hurt by a friend, welcome to the club. I've been hurt too. Not only welcome to the club, but I see you in that. I hear you in that. I relate to you in that. And my heart is with you in that. Because I, I just walked through that season of life. And then lastly, like like I said before, if you're in a season where you're hurting and your friends are hurting and they're taking it out on substance or taking it out on alcohol, they're taking it out on cussing, they're taking it out on treating people badly, can I just like urge you can I plead with you to find better influences in your life to find to find people that will walk with you tell you the truth on hard things listen friendships relationships they are not easy They're 100% worth it. People are the most valuable thing. I'm going to close with this today. People are the most valuable and precious thing. How we treat people is a direct correlation to how we view Jesus. You treat people bad, you'll probably be mad at God. How we treat people is a direct reflection of Jesus. And so, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know, I don't know your story tonight. I don't know the hurt that that friend has caused you. I don't know what, I don't know if you're walking into a place with crowded people, the people that you know, and you feel alone. I don't know if you're on substance abuse. I don't know if you're on drugs. I don't know if you're just going through the motions and you don't have a lot of friends. But what I can tell you is that Jesus is the best friend. Jesus will be with you no matter what people say, no matter what people do, no matter what. And I'm sorry if you've been hurt. But friendships, but don't give up on friendship. Don't give up. Don't give up on friendship because it is valuable and it is important. I hope you, I hope that somebody on this podcast can find the value of friendship and the value of relationships and the value of healthy friendships and the value of, of what it means to be a healthy friend because it is so valuable when you do find a healthy friendship. It is so important and you will never regret having a healthy relationship. And so, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to end on tonight. I'm excited for what's to come in the next few weeks about relationships and friendships. Thank you so much for listening to Jesus. Turn it up.